0: Post your free job on slash recommend today.
2: Welcome welcome to Warriors' Wrap Up. And Curry takes another three. It's up and
3: good. He's got 62. On
2: 95 7. It's a game. Pass to Weisman off the pick and he finds it for a dunk. Jam! Oh, by Ubre. He caught it right at the restricted area and slammed it home with a left hand. Here's John Dickinson and Ryan Covey. Covey. Draymond secures the ball, dribbles it up the floor, comes left wing, feeds Wiggins off the dribble, steps into a triple, it's good! Wiggins buried it! He's got a 27-point half, and the Warriors lead 64-46. to 46. They're singing the blues right now in Memphis, Tennessee. And Andrew
4: Wiggins would go on to score 40. That's right, 40 for Andrew Wiggins and the Warriors Get another one of their more impressive victories of the season tonight in Memphis as they blow out the Grizzlies. That's right, Covey. I'm calling it a blowout, even though it wound up 116 to 103. But the dubs led by as many as 25. Positive contributions from Andrew Wiggins, Jordan Poole, Damian Lee, Kavon Looney, all extremely efficient. Draymond Green had a purpose to his game. The Warriors were defending early and They got it done tonight without Stephen Curry. Impressive, impressive stuff.
2: Yeah, man. Uh, And, you know, I I felt like before the game, this team was going to show up tonight. They did in a big way. Uh, And and as much as we're going to throw out the platitudes, and rightfully so, for the performance offensively for the Golden State Warriors tonight, what about their performance defensively tonight? The way that they switched, rallied to the basketball, closed out on shooters. Uh, They they really bottled Valanchunas up, who we thought had the potential to eat them up. Um, This was a a big-time defensive effort for me tonight, and and they never – once they had this game by the the Short and Curlies, they weren't going to let go. They were not going to let Memphis get back in. And and the Warriors were just a step ahead all night. Uh, great team win tonight. Yeah, great
4: team win tonight. 8-8, Eight 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 nine five seven nine five seven zero. Warriors wrap up here on ninety five seven. The game and you, you said it. I mean, the defense was there early. Uh, the Warriors were able to score off of turnovers uh, in this ball game tonight. Thirty points off the twenty one Memphis Grizzlies turnovers and the. Attitude was there for the Warriors from the jump, and this was one of those games where Draymond Green didn't score uh, two points, but he did everything else, and it was an engaged Draymond Green from the start. I think the other big key to this one for the Warriors, uh, when you look at it, is... Yes, they had the defense early, and that was huge. They also made three-pointers early, which I yeah. think kind of kind of put the Grizzlies on their heels a little bit. Like, whoa, this team's not supposed to be doing that. This team struggles to, to shoot the basketball from time to time, even when Stephen Curry's in there, uh, when you're talking about the others uh, in play. But they came out hot. Uh, in that first quarter. Wiggins knocked down two for three. Poole knocked down two for three. Damian Lee was one for one in that frame, and the Warriors kind of jumped the Grizzlies up uh, at that point uh, 34-26, and then it was a a big second quarter uh, as well uh, for the Warriors uh, to go up 67-48 uh, at the break, but uh it, if you're going to double up a team in terms of three-point makes like the Warriors did tonight, you're going to win a lot of basketball games. The big question going in was, how do you offset the the lack of offense from not having Stephen Curry? Well, Andrew Wiggins going for 40, when we didn't even talk about Andrew Wiggins on Warriors Live is the most Andrew <laughs> right. Wiggins that's the most Andrew Wiggins feat of this 2020-21 season.
2: Yeah, it's so funny. I mean, we talked about Poole. We talked about Draymond. We talked about Kelly Oubre being in the lineup. We talked about reserves. Didn't talk about Andrew Wiggins, and let's face it, on a night where Steph Curry isn't out there, Andrew Wiggins uh, is your most talented offensive weapon, and well, he came to play tonight. Good for him, a really nice moment, and, and you know what? Wiggins, he's just quietly been such a solid contributor for this basketball team this year. The one thing I did mention in the pregame is that he gets credit for me for gutting it out, being available, playing through some some nicks along the way, and being pretty damn consistent at both ends of the floor, uh, so good on him, uh, a, a big time performance the only thing for me uh, I-, I checked the boxes tonight I-, I had the dubs winning big I had oh I had them winning or you know you know I had them covering for sure and, and I thought that they could absolutely win this game uh, and and I had Jordan Poole having a nice night scoring he came a little short though I gave what I say 28 29 25 for Jordan Poole. still a really nice night at the office on so 15 shots but you hit
4: the over on my 23 and a half So that's all that matters. I gave you – you you didn't have to hit the 28 as long as you get the over on the 23.5. That pays. And I I do have to give you a lot of credit because I'm going to let the listener inside a little bit. Uh, We had a little pre-show call. I don't know. We were on the air, what, 3.30 today? We had a little pre-show call probably about 2 o'clock where we were going over, all right, what are we going to talk about? Boy, it sounds like Steph's for sure out Kelly Oubre is doubtful, and I'm going to give you some credit because I pretty much at that point, with thinking Kelly Oubre was not playing at that point, in addition to Steph Curry, I was like, the Warriors got no shot tonight, uh, th- this is going to be a struggle, you're probably going to have to start Nico Mannion and, and Jordan Poole, and defensively that that's just not going to be good enough, and the Grizzlies like to hit the Warriors inside, you kind of said, wait what do you mean, J- wait a minute, J.D., like, Memphis isn't all that. Like, Memphis isn't all that, and the, there's a path to, to victory for the Warriors. So you were you were up on this one from even 90 minutes before the show, and, and you kind of talked me down off the ledge a little bit. I will admit, though, when Kelly Oubre and, – and I want to give <laughs> Kelly Oubre the credit here. When Kelly Oubre got upgraded to questionable, I thought, well, the only reason you'd upgrade a dude that's doubtful to questionable is if he's going to play. And right. at that point, I kind of thought, and we talked about this uh, on, on Warriors Live, I didn't have the Warriors winning. I feel like you had the Warriors winning this game. Like, you thought they had a good shot regardless. And when Ubre was going to play, I feel like you had them winning the game. I'm not going to go that far. I'm not even looking for any credit on this. It all goes to you, my man. But when Ubre decided he was going to play, to me – That's what sort of set the tone for this night wasn't going to be a one-off. I'm giving some credit to Kelly Oubre because when Kelly Oubre steps out there, that allows Steve Kerr to start Jordan Poole and basically play him in the Steph spot where Draymond can be the facilitator that he is. But with Oubre out there, you've got Oubre and Wiggins, your two long wing defenders. And at that point, it doesn't even matter to me what Kelly Oubre does offensively. Just having his body type out there, he started on John Morant, who you didn't want to get loose and probably would have got loose if it had been Jordan Poole and Nico Mannion out there. I, I want to give, because we're the, the platitudes go all over the place tonight for the dudes that scored and scored efficiently and defended. Oubre's availability, to me, makes this game possible because it, it allowed Steve Kerr to come up with some kind of a semblance of a kind of half normal rotation that allowed him to succeed.
2: Yeah. It allowed him to basically put pool and Steph spot uh, a guy that until, you know, a couple of weeks ago and Jordan pool wasn't even in the rotation. So, you know, shout out to Damian Lee. When you stay ready, you don't got to get ready. He was ready. Uh, and yeah, Kelly Oubre, that kind of set the tone for the mood tonight too. Like Kelly Oubre is going to gut it out. Thus, as a squad, we are going to gut it out. And, and that's like when you start to talk about what's the identity of your basketball team and they're, they're a little short on firepower and, you know, when you're going up against the big boys of the West, uh, you know, and even around the NBA, like that'll, you know, that'll catch up to you on nights. But for the most part, even throughout the first half of the season, this entire season, when this team gets knocked down, they find a way to get back up. And that's kind of been their identity. Uh, and so, look, Kelly Oubre showing up tonight, bringing his lunch pail. Being out there to defend John ja Morant, uh, that helped settle everything down, uh, and then everybody else just kind of fell in line and, and was ready to play tonight. They showed up, so um, I, and I also feel like they wanted to make sure they got the job done and had a good effort for their leader Steph Curry, who wasn't playing tonight because he, he, we know he's been a little, a little miff lately at, at the the way the team's been going, and then him getting hurt in Houston. Uh, just I felt like this was a night for the other guys to step up and say, hey. We got your back, Steph. Don't trip. Get well. We'll see you back out here soon. We got this covered. And yeah, man, like straight up, Memphis ain't all that. What, 18 and 20 coming in? You know, 18 and 19 coming in? They ain't all that. So uh, shout out to the Dubs. They showed up. And for me, J.D., this game was always going to hinge on the Warriors' outside game versus the Grizzlies' inside game, right? And. When the Warriors, I know they ended up, what, 38% from three, but they hit a ton of big threes in the first half. Wiggins was knocking down everything. When this game was decided, the Warriors' outside game throttled uh, the Grizzlies' inside game and that kind of back and forth. And that was the difference. Yeah, you
4: look at it, it winds up being a 21 point difference in terms of three point field goals for the Warriors as they hit 15 to the Grizzlies' eight. The Grizzlies did get their typical right around 60 points in the paint. But it wasn't impactful, and Valanchunas put no imprint uh, on this game whatsoever. Kavan Looney outplayed him and outscored him, even uh, eleven to ten. This this had the makings in in my mind of oh, this is one of those games where maybe Valanchunas ends up with a, a twenty and sixteen or something like that on uh, you know nine of ten shooting, <laughs> and and really is a problem, and they're hitting the offensive glass. Uh uh-uh. uh Warriors weren't having it. I'll tell you the other thing I, I think that 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 Ubre playing does is it, it got Draymond going. Like and 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 we talked about that too, where all right, Jordan Poole's playing, Draymond wants Jordan Poole to get his run and keep keep playing at the level that he's played at these last five or six games. I think you almost you almost make made Draymond believe that this team had a shot to win tonight, and then he went out there like Draymond does and rose to the occasion. And and help the Warriors uh, ultimately put a thumping on the Memphis Grizzlies. Final score winds up one sixteen to one hundred three. Eight 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 nine five seven nine five 0 And oh, by the way, Andrew Wiggins. Uh, yeah, no expectation for him to go get forty <laughs> with Steph Curry out, and then he goes and he gets you forty with with Steph Curry out. Just the way Andrew Wiggins likes it. Don't ask him to to do it more. Often or more frequently. Uh, But I think you got to give the Warriors and you got to give Wiggins a lot of credit for, you know, he was hot. Knocking down the threes early, and he was able to carry it through.
2: Yeah, and he just looked like he was in the mood tonight, right? He just he felt real comfortable out there. And I mean, we could we could just you know chuck the old rat on the table. The Grizzlies defended like crap tonight. I mean, the Warriors they they over rotated, and the Warriors they they made him pay. Always making that extra pass, ended up with 31 assists. I know they showed the. uh, the stat on the broadcast, you know, the Steve Kerr, during the Steve Kerr era, Warriors as a team have, you know, 115 more 30-assist games than the next closest team. I mean, it's ridiculous. Uh, but that was, they were working the offense tonight, and it was a lot of different guys getting involved. Uh, but Andrew Wiggins' ability to, A, knock down the three, but also, you know, attacking the paint. He had some nice put-back dunks, and just the way that guys were cutting to the basket, you know, Draymond's vision finding him. He did hit my, uh, my prop over 10 assists. Tonight hit the 13, so shout out to Draymond for that as well. Uh, It was just, this was a good team win, and when you don't have Steph Curry, You need to spread out that burden, right? I mean, Damian Lee popping off for 21. Damian Lee was probably the player of the game, right? And we barely even mentioned him so far. Damian Lee played his ass off tonight. So uh, there were a lot of guys that came correct, and that's what you need when you don't have Steph Curry. So good win. Now you get a chance to get greedy tomorrow. Maybe Steph comes back. And you know what, J.D., now that they got the win, I don't know. They might even err on the side of of caution and not play Steph tomorrow night. I'd rather they play Steph and just – Go for the sweepy sweep. Put a little distance between you and Memphis. Why not?
4: Yeah, and and it's kind of gone back and forth. The tone uh, surrounding Steph and Curry over the last couple of days. Uh, Steve Kerr did say after the game, very doubtful for Steph tomorrow. Uh, so I, I'm 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 along those lines of, hey, I I want him to get a split. You'd love to get greedy, and hey, get greedy with the guys that that played tonight. Uh, but, yeah, I I would think at this point you you get out of there with the one that you needed, and I I would be more inclined. As much as I'm all in on trying to make sure you get one, almost – to the point of obsession. Once you get the one, I'm actually totally cool with, all right, let's give Steph Saturday, Sunday, Monday, make sure he's ready to roll against Philadelphia on, on Tuesday, uh, when you're back inside (laughs) chase center and, and ready to roll for a a busy week where you got the Sacramento Kings and the Atlanta Hawks, uh, you know, coming in a couple of games there, like 22. The one thing, you know, is that is your worst case scenario. You're still going to be 500, uh, even a week from now, uh, you know, when you go into those that that stretch,
2: yeah, and you know the Kings. I know they've they've suffered some uh, you know personnel losses lately with Bagley, and uh, but they went in and which beat helps Boston. them. Yeah, yeah, I know, right? Uh, they went in and beat two zero without tonight. it now. Yeah, I know, right? They went in and, and won in in uh, in Beantown tonight. Uh, Boston's really been struggling, um, but yeah, it's that, just going to be a big week. And you know, look, there's still a lot of basketball left in this season, and that's why I give Steve Kirk credit. You know, our job, J.D., of course, is to assess the day-to-day. I mean, that's quite literally when we're doing the pre- and the post-game. We talk about the game coming up and the game that was, right? So, we, you know, we tend to – it could maybe come across sometimes as being a prisoner of the moment. Steve Kerr, while he answers the questions and feels the lineup on the day-to-day, I feel like he's got a pretty good grasp on the big picture. And what I mean is, you know, even if it means, you know, not being able to have a guy available for a night here, a night there, he's always cognizant of – I need him for the majority of the games, not any one game of 72, having most of the games for 72. And if that means holding him out an extra day here, resting him for the Phoenix game there, it sucks, and you hate to not have him available. But as I said in the pregame, it, it, at the end of the day, it's, it's probably the right thing to do. It's, just, it's frustrating because, well, you want to see him out there playing. Yeah, it is, and and look, I I fully admit, and I alluded
4: to this a, a moment ago. Like I, I am, I am that guy where it's like, okay, he can't play tonight, and it's like, all right, I, and and we talked about it on the on the pregame too. Like, hey, if he can play, and it was, you know, Steve Kerr told the media before the game, hey, Steph wants to play, but we're we're holding him out. O- okay, fine, but I, I'm I am that guy like this where I say okay, you're going to hold him out tonight, but if you lose tonight and he wants to play tomorrow, then damn it, you better let him play tomorrow. I'm also the guy that goes, well, once you win the first one, you know what, if you don't want to play the second one, that's fine. <laughs> like, I just I just fully, admi- I, I fully admit, like, it, like that's, just, that's just how I roll with this thing. But yeah. uh, it, it does sound like Stephen Curry wasn't going to play regardless. The Warriors could have lost by 30, and it sounds like he still would have been very doubtful going into the game tomorrow night.
2: Yeah, and look, you know, it makes sense. The good news is, uh, these guys stepped up. And, and can we just, I mean, I, I want to know if Warriors fans feel like Jordan Poole has officially arrived. Because, I mean, look, when, when he kind of walked that line for me of playing Reckless, and then all of a sudden it transitioned into playing fearless. I tweeted it during the game. It's like it's like poor people are crazy and rich people are eccentric, right? Like Jordan Poole, you know, last year it looked like he was playing just straight up reckless. Now it looks like he's playing fearless, and and I guess the difference probably is, well, do you hit your threes? Because if you hit your threes, then all of a sudden you just you look like you're out there, you know, doing big things, do, you know, knocking down shots, getting up and down the floor. Uh, and so I, I think that can be, you know, kind of it'll kind of skew the way you look at things. A bit and then look, that's part of the deal. You gotta hit your threes. But I feel like Jordan Poole is a dude that always he's he's a, a guy that plays with a lot of confidence, he believes in himself. You could tell that. He wants the ball in his hands. Uh and you know, he's right now he's in a good run. And and is this, hey, he's just feeling good right now, he's he's kind of going through a hot streak, the net's looking pretty big, or is it just hey, this guy took his lumps last year, swallowed his pride, went down to the G-League, worked on his game. And now the game's starting to slow down for him. He's gotten better just as a basketball player with the coaching that the Warriors have have given him and and just being around these guys in practice when they've been able to and just coming up in the league. Like, there's an opportunity here for Jordan Poole, I think, to be a a really nice scorer in the NBA, you know, and have a pretty good career. I I know I don't want to get too caught up in it, but, you know, you still need to show more. But, again, like – there's just not a lot of guys for me JD at his age that can just roll in and start at the point for the Golden State Warriors and and fill it up for 25. Like to me that alone is special. There's not a lot of dudes that can do that. If they if they did there'd be a lot more dudes in the NBA that would you know that we would consider good players, right? So, I don't know. I I think Jordan Poole's on his way, man well and he's
4: providing an element that the warriors haven't had i i, I want to see it for the rest of the year and look i know he's going to have his ups totally and downs fair. i'm not yeah. i'm not saying he's got to play at this level the rest of the year the way he has in the last 6 7 games but you know if he if he has 14 15 set twenty games at the at the level that he 's played the last six and and has a few games here or there where he struggles i mean that 's only natural but i I do think he has to go out and and firmly entrench himself into the role that he currently has between now uh, and the end of the season i mean he he could go out and, and badly slump in the next eight games and and we could say all right well what's the answer to that question at that point right. so no he he does have to keep proving it but he's on the right track i mean there there's no doubt he's on the right track and here here's the way i i i kind of try to figure out how i want to answer the question like would jordan pool be guaranteed a spot in next year's rotation if the warriors go out and add a couple of vets and and really load up like they're going to be uh, a championship level contender would he be guaranteed a spot I think, to me, the answer would be no. Now, if he plays at this level between now and the end of the season, then I think the answer to that question
2: would probably be yes. A resounding uh, hell yes, I would say, actually.
4: Yeah, absolutely. So he, I think he has the he has a path to earning himself a rotation spot for next year, but he still has to go out and do it. He hasn't already done it, just based on the last six or seven games, but... The last six or seven games he's been fantastic and, and he gets credit for that.
2: Look, man, if Brad Wanamaker could be in an NBA rotation, uh, you know, with all due respect to, to the you know, the the Kent Bazemores and the Michael Molders of the world, if those guys can be in an NBA rotation for a team with playoff aspirations, Jordan Poole, just by virtue of his ability to put the ball in the basket, certainly could, could be that dude. So I think I think he's on his way. And look, let's just be real for a second. Isn't that the hope when you draft somebody in the first round that they're going to be on your team for many years to come and be a rotational piece? I almost feel like, you know, the the perception around Jordan Poole is if he's good, it's found money. It's like, no, man, he used a first round pick on the guy. He like, hell, I expect the Warriors to develop him. I expect this pick to be validated. It's either that or. You made the wrong pick, and you and he's a bust, and you screwed up. Like he's—I know, you know—he's not a lottery pick, but he's still a first rounder in the NBA. Like that means to me, you sure as hell should be in an NBA rotation. So, um, you know, and last year it was rough. I mean, look, look who he was playing with. It's like it's like a lot of young players on bad basketball teams. It can it can really hinder their development. But the good news is there was enough, you know, organizational you know, stability, culture, whatever you want to call it. Uh, and, and I do give him a lot of credit for taking those lumps. I mean, you know, the first round pick go, starting with the big club and then ended up down in the G league for a stint. And and I think we could all tell that the game was moving too fast for him. But look, man, he's got quickness. He goes around guys. He's got a handle. Certainly he's got, he's got, he's got game straight up. So um, I think there's certainly a, a path to him being a, uh, part of that rotation next year and and not just like the the 10th guy not not being you know next year's Michael Mulder you know what I'm saying yeah. like no, being... I'm talking eight I'm talking yeah. in the top eight exactly yeah. yeah be part of that you know you're you're part of that second unit you're part of that let's go out there and and not just you know hold the line and hopefully not give up the lead let's go out there and extend the damn lead like the Dubs used to do when they were at their best with their second unit.
4: Eight 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 nine five seven nine five seven zero triple eight nine five seven nine five seven zero. Covey asked the question. I'll throw it out. Uh, has Jordan Poole arrived for the Golden State Warriors? He goes for twenty five in the start for Stephen Curry. Thirty four minutes. Andrew Wiggins goes for a Warriors high forty. The last time Wiggins scored forty against the Warriors uh, in the early going of two thousand and. Nineteen twenty, 20 uh, back on, I think it was November the 8th of 2019, he scored 20, uh, and uh, that game was in Minneapolis, and the Timberwolves beat the Warriors uh, on that night, a-, a lot to forget, it was funny, I-, I remembered he did it, I thought he did it in January, and then I was, uh, there's so much, th- there's so much that's been scrambled. By last year, I know I've, I've talked to you, for, and I know you yeah. did a handful of the, the post game shows with me last year, and, and I think you did a couple when I was away uh, last year. I do have a little bit of a, of a, of a PTSD from, from last year doing the 61 post game shows. Like a lot of last year is just one big blob in, in my brain, and as you know, I mean, I, I do tend to remember odd things like that, but so sure. much of it I think
2: I've intentionally maybe omitted. Yeah. yeah, well when you have PTSD, you know, you you try and block things out, you try and go to a happy place, just forget that they ever happened. I don't even remember what I had for lunch yesterday. So the stuff that you remember kind of blows my mind. Uh, either way, shout out to two-way wigs, getting wiggy with it tonight. I mean, dropping dropping Earl Stevens, dropping 40 water on him tonight. I didn't see that coming. Uh, and, and I think that's good. I mean, you nailed it, partner. Like, we didn't expect that's that the point. tonight. Yeah, we didn't that's call him out and say, need you tonight, wiggy. He's like, no, and no, don't no. ask
4: him to do it tomorrow because no. he'll get his 17 no. tomorrow because <laughs> he's going to get his 17 tomorrow on well. 7 of 13. <laughs> (laughs) And that's going to be the way it is.
2: Well, I'll say this, though, and I know we're up against it. But, I mean, in the month of of March, he's shooting 52% from three-point range. So he hit the skids for a while. There's no doubt. I mean, the three-point shot certainly eluded him. He shot 27% in the month of February. I mean, we're what, you know, seven, eight games in now into the month of March. And and he's at 52%. So safe to say Wiggy's found his his touch again. So it's good to see because they need it, man.
4: All right, he's Ryan Covey. I'm John Dickinson. Coming up, we'll hear from the head coach of the Warriors, Steve Kerr. We'll also get to who's hot and who's not, uh, and we'll continue. Warriors wrap-up. We'll look ahead to tomorrow night as well. Dubs beat the Grizz, 116 to 103. You heard it all right here on 95.7 The Game.
0: Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect, impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can
2: the pick hesitation drive locked up feeds it for lee he'll take it down to the foul line one hander too strong looney tipped the rebound loose on the floor looney goes for it hands off to lee lays it in he went right between the legs of alan Chunis on the handoff and Damian lee scored that's the play of the night most creative assist of the year
0: now, back to
2: Warriors Wrap-Up with John Dickinson and Ryan Covey on five seven. The Game.
4: That's the assist of the year for Kevon Looney. What, what an incredible play on a, on a real, real strong night uh, for Kevon Looney as he goes 5 of 6 from the floor, scores 11 points, a part of the Dubs' victory over the Grizzlies tonight. One sixteen to one hundred three. Andrew Wiggins goes for forty. Jordan Poole twenty five in the start uh, in place of Stephen Curry. Damian Lee twenty one. Uh, mentioned Kevon Looney and, and his nice ball game tonight. And the Warriors outmake Memphis fifteen to eight from three point range. And uh, all of a sudden, uh, as much as the Warriors uh, have struggled. Uh, They've won. Uh, they've won a couple here to get themselves to, to twenty-two and twenty-two and zero on this
2: trip. Yeah, man, Kavon Looney right there dropping dimes like he was born to snitch on somebody, and that was that was a hell of a pass. And that's it, right? I mean, the whole deal, JD. When we were languishing in a stretch where the Warriors went one and five against elite competition. What were we talking about every night? Hey, there's a light at the end of the tunnel, and don't trip. It's not an oncoming train. It's the schedule easing up. But that only goes so far as the team's ability to make hay in that situation. And you know what? You beat a, a downtrodden Rockets team. Well done. And then now you went into Memphis shorthanded. and it all get out, and you didn't just beat Memphis tonight. You beat the brakes off them. So I give the Warriors a ton of credit. We've seen this time and time again with this basketball team, their ability to bounce back. And guess what? Like – these are the kind of games for me, J.D., that were giving Steve Kerr's assertion that he felt like, you know, the, the things were going to really turn and, a, you know, a, a nice streak was always in the works, in the offing. Like, this team's got something to them. It, it things have to click no doubt like with any team but there's there is something kind of fun kind of special kind of kind of tight about this warriors team and you know hopefully we'll look back at that 1 and 5 stretch and be like hey that was the time they did the soul searching and realized we need to up that bar on a nightly basis tricking off a few games in february because i mean if you look ahead jay memphis Philly, Sac. I know the Hawks have been playing well since they made the coaching change, but then you got the Bulls, you got the Raptors. Like they've got a lot of winnable games in the second half of the season. You play OKC 3 times. Like the uh, Cleveland, I mean, there are a ton of winnable games on the back half of this schedule and if this team starts to gel, which I think that's – hey, look, it's a plausible scenario to say the very least. I mean, I think we can acknowledge that. So I'm excited to see what the second half has to bring. Uh, and, and, look, they've weathered the storm the worst part of the season, and they're two games over 500. So lock in and then buckle up, and let's get some guys back healthy, and let's roll.
4: Yeah, and, and to your point about them being – Kind of tight knit. I mean, just look at the the games that they've played without Curry. W- when Curry was out due to an due to an injury, I mean, look at the game in Charlotte. Right, he's not feeling well before the game. I mean, that that was the Warriors basically played the same game they played tonight, and in you know, in terms of competitiveness, sure. in Charlotte, and then let that game get away down the stretch. So, I mean, you go out and you play without Steph, and, and you and you are in the game. I don't care who you're in the game against. That's, that's impressive. I mean, and, and it, it does show a little bit something more uh, about your squad. Now, I, I throw out the game against Phoenix before the break. I mean, that was a game where they yeah. just, you know, they, they quick kicked. You know, it was third down. And it was the old. You remember Randall Cunningham? Oh, oh third dude, this and eight eighty 80-yard punt? Come on. Yeah, third Oh, third and 18 at the five. Uh, shotgun snap to Cunningham in his own end zone. Oh, and he's got a punt at 80 yards down the field. Quick kick, Yo, quick kick. Warriors, quick kick that game against Phoenix uh, before the All Star break. But, but ninety one
2: yard so, punt, by the way, I, I undersold him. It was a ninety one yard <laughs> punt, JD. So my bad, Randall Cunningham. <laughs>
4: That's a good we, b- we both did, yeah, yeah. That, that, yeah one of the all timers. Uh, so yeah, but you get credit. I mean, you get credit for for bringing it in those adverse situations and the Warriors have done it a, a couple of times now. And yeah, they let that game in, in Charlotte get away. And, and this is exactly what you wanted to see coming off of the one and five. It's, it's all right. You need to go to Memphis and make sure you win at least one. Uh, and that's if you know thinking Steph Curry's going to be playing both games. Well, now you've done it and, and Curry didn't play uh, in the ball game tonight. And, and so you're, you're starting to get back on track. And, and to your point, two more games against the Kings, Two more against the Grizzlies. You got three more against the Thunder. You haven't played the Pelicans yet, so you got three against them. You got uh, the one more game against the Timberwolves as well, and then two more against the Rockets after you played the first game of that season series uh, on on Wednesday night. So there's a lot of winnable games, and, and yeah, teams in the East and and so if the Warriors can just hold right around 500, a couple of games over like they are right now, they are going to be able to to make. A little bit of a mini push, and you know what? They may actually be set up to look like they're coming together if they have their health. Like if they have their health, Curry's good to go. Draymond's engaged. Uh, you know, Wiggins is going to be Wiggins. I'm not. I'm not even going to. I'm not even going to say, oh, if Wiggins could do this or that. It, there's. He'll have another game like this tonight, but it's going to be when uh, nobody's expecting it. <laughs> To, to happen. And but maybe maybe now you got a little bit of an answer off the bench that you didn't have earlier in the season with Jordan Poole's ability to score and that could enhance or, or stabilize a, a, a run down the stretch. I'm not saying it's going to get you to the 6th seed. It it may it may not uh still remains to be seen, but uh th- this Warriors team, you know, tonight is the kind of night that just it validates everything you're trying to do. Even if even if it gets a little bit off track from time to time, right? Like we're, we came on the air thinking there's been so many almost mixed messages. You're playing the young guys. You're are you not playing the young guys? Are you trying to win? No, we're not chasing wins. Like when you win a game like today, it it allows you to kind of get away with whatever the heck you want to do in terms of a plan and try to have the best of both worlds.
2: Yeah, no doubt. I mean, winning winning is a great cure all. It's a great deodorant, right? And it it certainly. It can't be denied. I'll put it to you like this. Regardless of how you feel about the job they're doing with player development or chasing win, like when you win, you get all the the benefit of the doubt. Like it that's always yep. the right move. Unless of course you're the Jets winning that game against the Rams last year, which actually gave you a worse draft pick and then you can't get Trevor Lawrence. That's the only time where winning's a bad thing. Other than that, winning is always the right decision and and when you do win, it like you, you you have flexibility at that point, too, right? So I think, you know, you give credit to Steve Kerr for, you know, keeping these guys engaged and, and keeping them focused tonight. Uh, obviously, the guys went out and executed a heck of a game plan. Uh, you know, I'm, uh, bottom line, J.D., and, and I've kind of iterated this to Warriors fans during this season – you should be excited for, like, what, what comes next, right? Because say what you want about how James Wiseman's rookie season is gone. I think the dude's going to be a, a damn good NBA player, and he's going to be here for a long time, and he's only going to get better. you still got a few years left of the prime, of Curry and Clay and, and Draymond. By the way, you already went to five finals and won three titles, so that should hold you for a while. But the good news is these guys aren't done winning. Andrew Wiggins, he's young. he's got a, He's under contract for a couple more years. Jordan Poole, his ascension in, in, in the Texas. Line, by the way is about split some some are a little bit reluctant to anoint him having arrived others are like me prisoner of the moment saying oh yeah this kid's ready to go but there's a lot of things to be excited about heading into the future of this basketball team and oh yeah you got a beautiful building that'll have fans back in it soon enough you've got a great coach terrific ownership like the 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 next chapter for this basketball team is going to be really exciting to cover and watch and it's It's not like you know. We we know that the days of them being the the runaway favorite to win the championship are gone. That's okay. Like you're not. That's not realistic anyway. That that's NBA nirvana. That's not NBA reality. This is more NBA reality. Building this thing back up. Trying to get back to the top. Like that's why we love sports, man. It's the journey. So uh, this is this is a good time to be a Warriors fan. There's it's just uh, it's a fun era, and I think they're headed in the right direction. And I you know I'm looking forward to seeing them do it.
4: All right. We'll hear from Steve Curran in just a moment. Let's get to Eric and Milbray. Uh, Eric joins us here on Warriors Wrap Up. Hey, Eric.
1: Yeah, what's up, fellas? Yeah, really impressive uh, performance tonight. Didn't expect that. I thought it would be a close, uh, grinded outside game, which Memphis uh, normally succeeds, especially at home. But I didn't expect the Warriors to go in there, punch them in the mouth, and um, really, really pumped about what I saw. Wiggins, that's the problem with him, man. You never know what you're going to get with this guy. He's like a box of chocolates, man. This guy, you know, was the number one pick, and he shows flashes, but he's not consistent. But when he's on, this dude is box office, and we saw it again tonight. <laughs> uh, um, this Jordan Poole, man, ever since he came back from the G League, this guy's been on a fair. I don't know if this is what we're going to expect consistently, but whatever he's doing, keep this guy in the rotation because I think this guy's balling right now like Oubre. He's got his confidence back, and ever since he came back from the G League, he's, he's on automatic right now. I love with him in D League. Uh, good to see him because he's out of the rotation and it's good to see him bust out tonight. So this was a unexpected win tonight, fellas, uh, especially with Memphis coming off a very good win against the hot Miami team the other night holding them, I think, what's under 90 points to uh, the Warriors to put a clinic on them. Uh, didn't expect that. And you guys mentioned this stretch of games here. Tomorrow night obviously it's probably going to be difficult uh, to win sweep, sweep ideal. But uh, we got an easy up schedule coming up here and they really can make a run for it. So I'm really uh, confident in what I've seen. We got through the tough, difficult uh, aspect of the schedule. And uh, are, am I uh, just uh, losing a Warrior fan, or do I expect a playoff spot? Because uh, they're only, what, two games behind Dallas. What do you guys foresee? Because I think they can make a run here and get probably the seventh seed or even higher with the way the schedule pans out the rest of the season. I'll take your thoughts on that. Thanks.
4: Thanks, Eric. Uh, I mean, the seventh seed is absolutely on the table. The sixth seed, we'll see. I mean, they're they're definitely not – Eliminated from it. I mean, I mean, you look at the standings. I mean, they, they could get get to the six. It's probably, but they're going to have to play more consistently than they did in the first half if they're going to have a shot uh, at getting to the six. I'm looking at it right now. Portland 24 and 16, so they've got uh, at this point a three game cushion on the Warriors as far as the six spot goes. But no, I mean seven seven is on the table for sure. And again, if if they if they can get themselves to where they're about a 39, 40 or 41 win team. Uh, then I think they'll have a shot at maybe getting a six. Uh, but, but there's no question. I think they've got a shot to be seven or eight for sure. And then that gives you a better chance than the nine or 10, because you'd only have to win one, uh, play in game to, to put yourself, uh, into a, a full series. So, uh, you know, it's it's all on the table, I I think, at this point. If the Warriors are going to get wins like they did tonight, Covey, yeah. then then the door's still going to be open for them.
2: Yeah, I mean, there's no doubt. Uh, here's the thing. you got to look at, you know, if you are going to move up, who you're chasing, who you're catching, right? And... The top four, that's roped off. Uh, and you know, maybe even Denver could make a run to, to insert themselves into that conversation. And don't sleep on Portland. I know they're playing Dallas right now, keeping an eye on that game. Uh, and they stole that one against the Pelicans the other night. Oh my God, that was a crazy end to that game. Uh, but they got CJ back in the lineup. Um, you know, he's having a decent night tonight, and, and I hope, I know they're hoping to get Nurkic back. Like they're, they're deep. They've, they've got ballers and, and they're only going to get better, it would seem, down the stretch. And Dame's just playing out of his mind. So, those top 6 are going to be tough. I mean, where, you know, Dallas is pretty inconsistent, although they've been playing a lot better lately too. Lucas found another gear. They're 7 and 3 in their last 10. The Spurs, you know, I think I could see the Spurs maybe slipping a bit down the stretch here, but you don't go far betting against Greg Popovich. So, it's not even, here's the deal. The Warriors for me, I'm not looking at what other teams are doing just go out there and win as many games as you can and let the chips fall where they may. Now, it could end up where you know some of the games that they didn't win in February maybe come back to haunt them, but still, finishing strong this year and being as many games over five hundred as possible, uh, only having to win one of the play-in games even if you end up as a 7 or, or an 8 seed, a whole lot better than having to win two as a 9 or a 10. That's a much easier path into the postseason, uh, so that's certainly something still worth aiming for, and that's a, you know, a very achievable goal, I would think, but the way West is stacked. We know that. Uh, so just try and garner as many wins as you can. Let the chips fall where they may, and then try and get your ass into the playoffs and see what you can do. I'll say
4: this too: uh, if if you just look at the the play the four playing teams right now—Spurs, Mavs, Warriors, Grizzlies—the I, 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 Warriors would have every bit. Of an opportunity to beat all those teams if they had to, like that's the that's the one thing that I do think just just in terms of feel, like if the Warriors had a uh, if a healthy Warriors team played a one uh, basically a one and winning your end game. Uh, against San Antonio, you'd feel good about that. Uh, against yeah. Dallas, yeah, yeah, Lucas tremendous, but but you'd feel really good about that if you had to beat the Grizzlies to get in. You'd feel good about that. Be, I mean, tonight's a perfect example of why you'd feel good about that. You just beat them in their building without Stephen Curry. So, uh, you know, I think that's where you know if it does wind up being those four teams in the play-in tournament, I think the Warriors would would love their chances. I'd actually make them probably the favorite among that group of four. Uh, to to get one of the spots, uh, I agree. Depending upon so, from that point of view, and again, that's assuming that Steph's healthy and 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 Draymond's healthy and all of that. But if we're just ranking Warriors, Grizzlies, Spurs, Mavs, and all those teams are are at their uh, you know, all of those teams are at their peak, if you will. The Warriors have got a better. I think they're the best team of that four.
2: Oh, I don't think there's any doubt. And here's the other thing, and and I know it's you know been been a while since we've seen him in the postseason, but Draymond Green, Steph Curry, uh, I seem to remember those guys playing pretty well in the postseason. Hell, even Kavon Looney's had his moments in the playoffs. So. I do think there is something to that where that experience of the Golden State Warriors, you know, if, if you're looking for something to maybe uh split the difference and, and be the, the thing that gives the team the advantage, uh, that would certainly be it. And then it really kind of depends on, you know, how they gel and how they play in the second half. It looks like there's, you know, a, a, a possibility. Certainly, you hope that James Wiseman, uh, you know, is able to, to develop even more the last couple of weeks of the season, last couple of months, excuse me. Uh, and you're feeling better about where his game's at. Certainly, Jordan Poole, that's been a really nice surprise of late. Um, you know, there's there's a lot of things that you could, if if they retain Kelly Oubre through the trade deadline. Uh, so I, I think this team could only uh, there's a, a really plausible path. To this team even getting stronger as they make a push towards the playoffs, and I'm not betting against the Dubs in a in a one game playoff against any one of those teams. Hell yeah, they'd be the favorite.
4: As far as getting to the six seed goes, for me, Portland is the team that you'd have to catch. I, I think. I mean, you got no. You're not catching Jazz, Lakers, Suns, Clippers at this point. I think Denver is coming into their own and, and becoming a team that, that, you know, Denver for the, for good chunk of this year, Denver's actually been awful and they're still 24 and 16. Like, and they haven't played their best <laughs> ball yet. So right. like, th- like they, they, they got swept by the Sacramento Kings in a three, like they got swept. They went and three against the Sacramento Kings uh, in their season series. Like they're, they're, they're going to be playing better. I think between now and, and the end of the season. But as far as the Portland point, Portland's 24 and 16, and I just want to give this little bit of context, and then we'll get to uh, we'll get to Sam in West Oakland. We'll do who's hot, who's not, and all that. Uh, Portland's 24 and 16. So if Portland goes 500 the rest of the way, 500. Now they've played better than that at this point, but if Portland goes 500 and they just got McCollum back, they're 40 and 32. If they go 500 the rest of the way, for the Warriors to get to 40 and 32, they'd have to go 18 and 12. Wow. In, in the fi- in the final 30 games and a tie wouldn't do it because Portland won 2 out of 3 head to head. So you'd actually have to go 19 and 11. If 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 Port so if Portland goes if Portland gets 5 if Portland's 500 the rest of the way, the Warriors would have to go 19 and 11 to pass them. So that when you look at it that way, that's a tall ask.
2: No, that's that's very well stated JD and uh, I'll just come out and say it here on ninety five seven on these airwaves right now. The Portland Trailblazers are not going to be 500 the rest of the way. They're going to be over 500 the rest of the way. That is a very good basketball team. I mean, it's life in the Western Conference, and that's kind of, you know, with that in mind, J.D., that's why I'm hollering, just bank as many wins as you can. If you can get to 40 wins, if you're the Golden State Warriors, if you can be 40 and 32, You can look at your season and say, we just put together a really nice season. And obviously that meant you played better in the back half than you did in the front half. Uh, so that would be certainly, uh, a, a big season for this team. And then you take your chances in the one game playoff. Cause certainly 40 and 32 would be enough to get you either that seven or the eight spot. So, um, that, that'd be fine. I, I would take that at this point. And then you take your chances in that playing game and, and then bring on, uh, you know, whatever the Suns or, you know, the Lakers, whoever would be in that first round series. And, you know, look, I, I wouldn't fancy the warriors to win the series, but I'd certainly uh, you know, give him a puncher's chance to, to get a couple of wins and, and make that thing tougher than your run of the mill, 1-8 or 2-7. That's for damn sure.
4: Let's get to who's hot uh, and who's not, as that's brought to you by Exergen, because accuracy matters. I'm going to give you the floor tonight on this one. There's a lot of great picks for who's hot, who's not. You, you can take one, two, three of them, and then I'll try to come up with somebody else.
2: All right. Uh, for who's hot tonight, I, I've been pounding the table for my boy. I'm going Jordan Poole. Um, he stepped into Steph Curry's role tonight. And I love the efficiency. 25 points, but he did it on 15 shots, J.D. 50% for three-point range. He's been rolling. Uh, still need to iron out a few things defensively, but he was out there tonight to score to help fill that void and score he did. Uh, so I'm going Jordan Poole for tonight and just for the way he's been playing of late. Uh, a really nice stretch of basketball for Jordan Poole. He's shooting 45% from three-point range in the month of March, 54% from the floor, averaging 19 points a game while playing only 22 minutes on average during that span. That's some efficient basketball.
4: And, and I'll give the the, the nod to... Andrew Wiggins, the 14 of 24, the 6 of 11 from 3. I mean, it's just a game changer when Wiggins uh, is knocking down 3s. His ninth career 40-point game, uh, and it's the highest scoring output during his time uh, as a Warrior. Uh, His previous was 39. Uh, So you look at Andrew Wiggins, uh, and his season high uh, was 28. Uh, So Wiggins has been... Wiggins has been tremendous, uh, and, and so I'm going I'm to give a nod to him as far as who's hot. Uh, who's not? Kent Bazemore, man, I, I, he is struggling, and he needs to be in the rotation. Uh, only 12 minutes tonight. Uh, Steve Kerr gave him a little six-minute run, uh, a little six and six, uh, and then kind of got him out and let some other guys play uh, at the end of this one. But uh, they need him, but he's, he's struggling right now.
2: Yeah, and look, I think he'll come out of it, but Bazemore's been a really reliable shooter. I think, actually, his his three-point makes were even above what was a reasonable expectation, and this is maybe water finding its level a little bit. You just can't have a bunch of guys cool off at once. It's actually coming at not the worst time for this team. Ah, Wiggins will be fine. I mean, excuse me, not Wiggins. I was looking at Wiggins. Bazemore will be fine.
4: Yeah, and and look, the Warriors need him in the rotation, and... And he's been a, a, I think a net positive for sure, uh, for this Warriors team this season. All right, let's get to West Oakland Sam here before we pause, uh and we'll come back uh, we'll we'll keep things rolling, I think, Warriors wise. We haven't played too much sound yet. I don't think we played uh, any sound. So we'll let's get to Sam. So we got a lot of sound coming up. Uh Sam in West Oakland, you're up uh here. What's up West Oakland, Sam?
3: Hey man, what's up, my brothers? How y'all doing, man? Uh, I'm just really proud of Jordan Poole tonight. Uh I think he's a uh, taught a great story of somebody that, that really wanted to improve himself, and he really he's been showing out these past couple of games, and and I think he deserves what he because at first when he came in and he had that little Markel – you know that Markel Fultz shot, you know I was really curious about what he what he was going to be, but he had that Markell Fultz you know like issue going on, um, and I was just really curious. It sucks that James Wiseman didn't play tonight because I'm really anxious to see how he would look. It, with the flow of the offense and defense that we had tonight, because I know the past couple of games he's been a negative on the plus minus, and um, and I just would have really liked to see how he would have done, and 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 also, is there you know like given what Jordan Poole just did with himself by going to the G League, Jordan Poole or uh, Wiseman being the number two pick, like would it go against logic since he's a number two pick to go down to the G League?
2: Yes, or well, in the it, G, or G League season's only over. Yeah, G-League's a wrap.
4: I mean, the G-League's a wrap now for this year. And and thanks for the call, Sam. We're up against it a little bit. We'll keep this conversation going on the other side, Covey. So that's really my answer to that. Now, if he's struggling next year, I mean, all things would be on the table. You don't want it to get to that point. I don't think it's going to get to that point. He needs to be playing at the NBA level and and taking his lumps and learning. That's the disappointment that he couldn't be a part of it tonight for me that, that Sam addressed.
2: Yeah. 100%. 100%. And we, we've we documented it. It sucks. Wasn't Wiseman's fault for this one, but when he comes back, he will have 28 games. That's still a good amount of time in order to, to turn the tide perception-wise and even performance-wise for his rookie season for James Wiseman. So don't panic. Uh, he'll be back soon enough.
4: All right, uh, that'll do it for the Warriors' wrap-up portion of the night. So we'll uh, we'll pause, we'll come back, we'll call it the final word, but I think we're still going to talk dubs. we got a ton of sound to play as well as the Warriors get the win, 116-103 to 103 in Memphis. It's all coming up right here uh, on your home for Warriors basketball. It's 95-7 the game.